How we doing, Wannabes listeners? We're going to keep it nice and short today. I just got back from a work trip. Ashley's upstairs doing her thing. Don't have my private studio like I normally like, so we'll save all the me stuff for later, maybe when I actually enter a tournament. But look, we have JMook on. We go way back. We talk about it. I don't think he needs much of an intro, but of course, for people who are listening back, just to timestamp it, uh, we recorded this, uh, I think, December 2nd, something like that, of 2023, and he's currently with FlyQuest. Earlier this year, he won Genesis 9 and Collision 2023, and then kind of um, took a bit of a chill year as things started to come together, and he he settled into his new role as a top player. We cover all this. I don't want to drag on for too long. If you like the podcast, give us a like. Come over to the Discord. We talk about each episode with the with our active core group of guys, and um, we're just enjoying we're enjoying the process. We're gonna have more people on. We're gonna do our thing. Wannabes are back. Fans are eating. Enjoy the episode. This is my boy Jake, and uh, see you next time. Jake, how you doing, man? My man, good to good to be on after a uh, what is this? A four year, a four year gap from the last one. Yeah, I was listening to it today from July 2019. Uh, I talked to you a bit about um, how it's very funny hearing the the wins you had at the time and how the list was like three three wins long or something. Um, and the other thing that was funny is how much I talked compared to you on an interview that should have been about you. Um, so I'm hoping we'll, we'll turn that around. And uh, I don't know, I actually touch on some origin stuff. There's, there's a lot of questions I have. Um, but the first one, actually, let's just start off with like some QA off the off the rip. Yeah. Um, you're moving to California soon. Are you I excited? am. What are you excited about in your move to California? <clears throat> Well, first off, there are so many things. Uh, one, I mean, this will be my first time being off on my own. I mean, I went to college. I went to, um, you know, I went to a college in my hometown, but I never got to have like the dorm experience of like, you know, moving away, living in a dorm at college. I kind of just like, I've kind of just been home my whole life in Binghamton without having the, um, you know, the feeling of being on your own and handling your, you know, own responsibilities so i'm looking forward to that having my own space and my own time figuring out what i want uh, as an individual and you know and also just to further my my career because i'll be obviously i'll be near the FlyQuest headquarters they want it'll be much easier to do content to work with uh pew pew who is my manager now at FlyQuest. so it's going to help keep get the ball rolling and it'll you know i'm very excited to you know see how i can do it from here Sounds exciting, man. I uh, I know that Kadoran lives out there. Are you going to be close with him, like physically? So he's he lives in San Diego. Uh, the FlyQuest headquarters they they're based in LA. So you know it's it's a like an hour, now, you know, right? Yeah, it's not it's not super. Uh, it's not it's not a long long drive, but yeah, I am planning to visit Kadoran as well as go to all the locals, such as Verdugo. Uh, integrate myself into the into the SoCal scene and. Yeah, super stoked. I'm, 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 I can't express how excited I am. This is like a new chapter in my life that I've been needing for a long time. And the fact that I'm be- being able to do that through the medium of Smash, a game that I've been playing my entire life, um, it's the dream, man. I really, I, I try and show gratitude towards the things that, are, that have been, the opportunities that have been coming my way. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot to be... Um gracious about you have a lot to kind of uh be proud of because i don't know there's not many people that have earned i think everyone's earned their spot but you sure as hell have as well uh you some of the takeaways i had from our first conversation was coming up from a scene that was really sparse and uh something that kept kept being said was like you had to just make your own opportunities and so your career has been so much of a like pull your up 
yourself up from your bootstraps situation, um, getting good at the game and then getting yourself out there. Uh, how do you feel everything's come together? Like, well, l- let's take a step back. I want to yeah. talk about Genesis eight. Sure. Um, you must have had some sort of goal or expectation going into it. You were unsponsored, but uh, take me through like leading up to that tournament, what was going through your mind. Uh, just, just walk me through Genesis eight from your perspective. Yeah, man. So honestly, with how, I mean, looking back with, you know, after Genesis eight, it's, it's really interesting to see how things ch- change so drastically. And then look at my mentality going into it. So Genesis eight for me, you know, people were assuming that I was practicing, grinding, like really, really trying to show up and, and do my absolute best. But to be honest, it couldn't that couldn't have been further from the truth. What what was actually going on was that I was still in school. I was working at Starbucks. I was working like 30, 35 hours a week, taking six classes. And so Melee to me was like the thing I would do after my nine to five or after class. I would hop on unranked or, you know, play with you guys, play with my friends. For a little bit, so melee kept me, you know, it's just, it satisfied my competitive, the competitive side of me, as well as you know, it's keep keep in touch with friends on Discord, um, you know, because of COVID, of course. So leading up to Genesis, melee was kind of like I still, you know, I still played. Right, melee is not, I think, the longest break I've ever taken from the game since I started in 2014 was probably around a month. So melee has always been in my life in some capacity, whether I'm playing or not. Um, so, leading up to Genesis, I was, you know, working at Starbucks, taking classes, I was finishing up um, my, pretty much my last semester of school, and I actually had my flight paid for by, I believe, uh, Olsen Melee, and so that was a huge incentive for me to go. Um, I really, really wanted to go. It was my first time traveling by myself, because I went to Smash World Tour in the December 2021, before then. Um, I went with my brother, so in that sense, like, that was kind of me traveling by myself, but Genesis, Genesis 8 was like the actual genesis of me traveling and doing something for myself on my own terms. Um, and it's kind of, looking back, it's, it's freaky how I was able to make the most of it, and uh, you know, not just in Melee, but just you know, finding myself as a person through, through a competitive game, competitive format. Yeah, and I mean, the second place speaks for itself. It was a <laughs> insane run from, uh, I don't know how much you saw. I don't know if we recorded any of this of what the, the Discord was doing during that run, but it was a uh, complete fiesta. We were losing our shit, just yeah. win after win, um, watching you make the run. So I, I think from an outsider perspective, someone who, even even someone not too close, but maybe knew you from, um, you know, being the king of upstate for as long as you were, we all knew you had a run in you. And I think top eight would have been a like, oh shit, he did it sort of thing. Um, but it's really hard to put into perspective, like how good you are when you're not going to these huge tournaments all the time and really mm-hmm. competing with the best players. Mm-hmm. So it really reaffirmed and kind of um, recalibrated a lot of our expectations of, of how good of a player you were. And I can only imagine it was a kind of wake up call of how good you actually are at this game. Yeah, it was kind of a recalibration of my own expectations of myself, too, because, you know, I was not I was looking to show up. And, you know, if I made top 64, I'm like, let's go. I've never gotten I've never gotten top 64 at a major, let alone <laughs> so second, second at a super major. So, um, yeah, even even just making top eight, it's really funny too because I look back and I specifically remember watching Genesis three, Mango versus Armada, Grand Finals. Um, my mom's on the couch, I have it on in the living room, and I look at the San Jose, the convent the you know, the the theater, and I look at that venue, I'm like, man, what a dream it would be to just play on that stage. Cause you know, I'm a musician. I love I love sounds, acoustics, like sound like, you know performing in a large space with you know with their music like cello or guitar and i'm like man what 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 a feeling it must be to just go up there and just 
press something on the controller and have the ba- like have it just go boom like that bass. You can feel it in your chest. Every single every single a- action you take, there's like it like reverberates throughout the the space. Like you're mm. you know you're filling the air with your with your inputs in a, in a weird way. That's how it sounds super cliche, but that's, that was like my romanticized view of it. So even back then, 2015, I was like. You know, I told my mom I was like, like, like someday I would love to just have that opportunity to do that. So, um, super cool that I got to do that in the way that I did. Like I said, even making top eight at Genesis would have been it, that would have been enough for me. So, um, I was kind of surprising myself throughout the run as it kept going. Yeah, and then you were sort of thrown into this world that you've been um, participating in, but kind of on the outskirts, right? Like you've you've been competing, you've been actively playing and improving, but you've also been, you know, watching Mango and watching top eights and and being a fan. Yeah. And um, now you are one of those players and it's still pretty new, especially compared to, to Mango and and Hungry Box and and other players. And now it's sort of like, you know, you and Cody are, are the two newest kind of faces coming up as the like top players in the world at least in the um relative to when you guys started or or became good Mm -hmm. but you you know as the freshest face like how it's been what a almost two years now since that genesis yeah and um it seems for not to lead the conversation too much but it seems to me that you're sort of finding you're finding comfort into it like within the last couple months even like it, it it's been a transition but you seem to be kind of finding your own now i am yes so the way i look at it right like so i i try not to compare my um my journey or story to the other players but i it almost feels like i had the invert like the inverse experience of most top players were like so let's take amsa for instance amsa it took him let's so big house right big house 10 it took him 10 years to win a super major right he's been grinding since you know he was at kings of cali 3 uh which i believe was 2013 so his his growth was very is um very linear it was gradual and it had a it was a very there's one purpose and he was just in it to win it um melee became his life and after 10 years he finally made that dream come true uh for me it was kind of like oh uh, I just got second at a super major. Oh, uh, I guess I'm going to summit. Oh, I guess this org FlyQuest wants to sponsor me. Oh, I guess I'm just like a top player now. Like it was all so sudden, mm-hmm. and I believe the hardest part of that was adjusting to that, adjusting to the um, the recognition, the the responsibilities, the the status of that one. It was really just kind of all thrown at me at once. And it was really hard to digest digest all of that one at a time because I simply just wanted to show up and play my best while trying to figure like while trying to I guess you know understand the gravity of what that you know of how drastic things changed for me all because of one tournament performance you know um, so yeah I would say that overall my journey has been very it, it's it was sudden you know and I think right now. Like I've already proved I can, I, I, like I've proved I can win the super major. I, I proved that I can, I can stand, I can, I can contest myself against the best of the best. But now I think the next chapter, the next uh, part of my experience here is like, how do I, how do I last as a player, as a community figure for the scene? How do I? I've already proved I can win. I, I've already proved that. So now, then there's the end. What? Like and then what? And I think this year has kind of been that's kind of been the theme, you know. Um, after winning Genesis and then winning Collision, uh, that's a lot to take in. And I felt like I was I've already I've I've discussed this in uh, like prior streams, but it felt like I was gearing up, I was preparing myself for the for the high of winning, but I wasn't preparing myself for the low that would follow. The low of being like, is that like am I? Was that it for me? Is this is this as good as it gets for me? Is this is this it? Is it over? Like what else can what what else do I have to prove? What else can I do? Um, so yeah, sorry to you know spill, but that's kind of that's kind of been my perspective on it, perspective on it as of late. And I think within the past honestly month or so, uh, my overall view has changed into a more positive more positive light. Well, it's a lot to adjust to and there's always going to be a 
kind of um, a peak in a valley with winning something so tremendous and and mm-hmm. there's a lot of emotions that come with that a lot of expectations it's all stuff you said but it's like it's all extremely um understandable that you know i, I think there was speculation um during the year and you know i don't want to look into like reddit comments or people that don't really know what's going on but there was sort of this attitude of like uh, for you know it's been a couple months jmook doesn't seem to be taking the game as serious um and that that's nonsense first off you i think you're you have the same approach to the game as as you kind of always have it's just that you have to adapt that approach to your new status it's not about the game that's the the difficulty doesn't feel like it's with the game itself and and playing Mm -hmm. the game it's with everything around it that is completely like mysterious and weird what does it mean to have a career as a melee player am i am i off base here is that sort of no, it's, it's it's totally you're totally on because my drive, like I said, I won the super major. My drive had to change because my my drive was to win the super major. My drive was to finally win a tournament after placing second, second, second over and over uh, for for the for pretty much all of 2022. Uh, my drive had to change because I already proved I can win a super major. Now my source of um, my source of wanting to keep playing the game had to not, I guess not change, but redirect in a way that was, that keeps me, keeps me mentally there, mentally invested, emotionally invested in the game. And it's, it's still like you said, yeah, I, like I, Melee to me, like my, my relationship with Melee has not changed at all. It's not that I'm falling out of love with the game. It's that, uh, I'm slowly finding my, I'm, I'm finding something new with, I'm trying to reinvent myself a little bit in terms of how I want to approach this. Yeah, from my perspective of watching you, like you come in, you you play games with, um, you play a lot with Agent. You'll play some with like myself and Justin and other guys a, a bit less, and, and and Bills. Agent and Bills are the two I see you play, mm-hmm. um, in Discord as like you know, good solid sessions, and um, it's really interesting to me the the approach you have where it feels like, you know, you definitely still have your you had your infamous like all-nighter with zane um yeah you know you, you definitely play everyone that's that's really good you you have your other top player sessions but you seem to really um enjoy playing and improving with anyone with with the homies and so I, i'm i'm curious what if if you've thought about that as a if is, do you think that's a strength of yours do you think that keeps you enjoying the game and improving um, more sustainably, or is that something that you think is just is just what you do and you don't think about it much at all? For me, it's like melee is melee, and yes, if you're constantly playing people worse than you, then you are going to develop bad habits that will just not work against your field. Um, but for me, it's like melee has always it's it's always been about the boys, dude. It's always it's why I got into this game. Like literally, the the whole reason I start, like the whole reason why I wanted to get good in the first place was to just shut my friends up, just like everyone else. Like everyone wanted to, like you know, your friends are talking shit, and you're slowly like after watching the doc, you know, you pick up a character, they're talking shit, you want to prove them wrong. And even as like a 15 year old kid, I had that like drive in me because you know, as a as a young as a young lad. You know, I couldn't, I wasn't, I wasn't a very aggressive person. I was very quiet. I was shy. I was reserved. And I couldn't really defend myself in a physical, confrontational way. So, like, what are my other options? Oh, I could just get really, really good at this game and and kind of fight my way through there and discover myself through competition while also, you know, shutting my friends up a little bit. And I think I, I hold that near and dear. And I think to this day, I think that's why I still continue to play with my friends and, and you guys because like you guys were kind of the reason why I got good in the first place. Yeah. I want to, I want to um, talk about this, your, your true like year one origin story. You, uh, you mentioned kind of uh, casually off the mic before that um, you were getting your ass kicked and you wanted to, you know, <laughs> You said it just now. You want to shut people up. You want to shut shut up your boys. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to give the specifics who who these friends were and kind of what that process looked like? Yeah, um, it's funny because yeah, at the time I was a freshman in high school, 
freshman in high school, I started meeting all these kids because, you know, growing up, you know, I have an older brother. He's uh, like eight, nine years older than me. Um, even growing up playing Smash as a kid, I was constantly surrounded by, you know, older kids. So I was the little, little brother of the group. I really wanted to like beat them or like, you know, find ways to, to make them mad as any young kid does, you know, little, little brother syndrome, if you call it that. Um, but yeah, I met some of the first people I met at my first tournament was my boy uh, Patches, who's been my best friend ever since. Um, I met him at my first tournament, and by meeting him, I got to meet his friend group, who was like who went to a different school. They were like ten minutes away, and after that, that was kind of it for me. That was like when I started to, you know, I started to hang out with them. And granted, they were like they were a few years older, like three to four years older than me. So I was still very young. You know, I was fourteen, and these are like high schoolers going into college, so um, I uh, kind of had to, you know, find my voice, and, you know, at the time, like I said, I was very, I was very quiet, I was not, um, I did not like starting conflict, I did not, you know, start fights, I was, and so uh, I felt like if I couldn't talk, if I, you know, if I can't, if I can't talk, if I can't stand up for myself, I might as well stand up for myself through a game that I, I've loved since I was a kid, you know? Yeah. It's self-expression in the most, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> in, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Spiteful way. <laughs> yeah. Spiteful, oh yeah. It, and there is, a, there yeah. is a bit of spite to that, you know? And I think everyone, I mean, growing up like Mario part, like Mario part, like, you know, stories, there's so much, everyone has, Mario Party lore with their friends growing up, you know. Right. Well, <laughs> I don't want to. I'm I'm thinking about my my time playing Mario Party in college, and you're making me tear up a little bit. It's a, yeah. Best moments of my life. I'm mm -hmm. thinking about you as a as an individual here because, um, getting to know you. I mean, there's you're not hiding much, right? You you really are a um, somewhat reserved, definitely polite, definitely kind person, um. And I think there's this really interesting um, persona that gets that gets absorbed by people or, or people really put on this sort of angelic like like you're you're a human just like everyone else. Of course. And as I've gotten to know you more and especially when, you know, um, like we, we all became like real adults. You know, I think I met you when you were a teenager still. Yeah, um, I, have, I have a few years <clears throat> on you myself, but. Like once once we all kind of really got to know each other, it's like, oh, this guy, you know, has that dog in him as well. Like being spiteful, maybe there's a, there's definitely a better word for it. But, you know, wanting to win, being competitive and being like having a little bit of fuck you energy inside is, I think, uh, uh, an essential part of being a competitor. I don't know if there's any top player that doesn't have a a bit of that it's it's the championship mindset mm -hmm. so you know i i just wanted to <laughs> to talk shit about you to you not really yeah but, it's 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 your pod yeah talk no, talk but, talk your rich talk your but, shit. but to actually just like just to to make it clear to to listeners that like yeah he's he's definitely who he he shows himself to be but you know he's good at melee because he wants to beat you like you want you jake want to beat the person's ass who you are playing and i i think you said this maybe when you, you loosened up you had a few drinks or something that you get a kick out of when you play people and they get frustrated yeah is that is that true do you have a bit of like do you like when when the your opponent gets tilted after <laughs> do you force stock them or something like i that? think it, i think it makes it i think it makes it a hell of a lot easier I'll i'll admit that and i think part of that stems from like i said wanting to beat my older brother and his his friends who were older than me at the time. Like, there's a little bit of that energy that still carries, and I I really do believe that that's kind of why I, like, gravitated towards, like, a melee scene with all these older people. Not to, like, try and, like, not that I wanted to make people feel bad about themselves or rage or, like, you know, find that, right. you know, funny. It was more so, like, like, I did this, and that if they're if they're frustrated or if they're upset, like, that's on them. I'm just... I'm just fully, I'm just a hundred percent me in the zone, and you know, not to say that I'm playing melee to get that reaction out of people, but when that does happen, um, you can't help but feel like, oh, I'm, I, I won, like I've, I've gotten in their head, 
and this is like this is it. This is it. Like GG's. Well, this actually brings me to a um a question from our Discord, which is I'll try to package it into a way that um that will flow, but we're we're talking a bit about salt, right? Not capital S, the player salt, but like being salty in game and, and being tilted and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um you like everyone else, we've we've all experienced this, we've all been salty, but do you have strategies to kind of work around it? Because you, you don't seem to be someone that um gets salty, that gets uh like physically that you, we don't see it on your person um is that an intentional thing is that just who you are and you already mentioned like you know when the other player is salty so mm-hmm. what, what's your kind of general philosophy around this phenomenon well i'll start out by saying like my disip- my disposition is that on average i'm a pretty i'm pretty agreeable as a person like i said i'm not super argumentative i'm not very opinionated um that could stem from you know a lack of confidence whatever whatever you can take it but sorry I'm, i lost my train of thought um we're talking about being salty being salty yeah so obviously you know everyone gets frustrated i get frustrated i get i get mad and some people they take it out by throwing their controller other people take it out by um imploding or by walking away and then like and then like taking like 10 shots at the bar later like we all have our different ways our different vices of coping of coping with uh expectation or of coping with negative results or negative uh yeah negative yeah negative results and personally i feel like you know people praise me for you know oh you look so composed on stage or like like i love that you meditate or your posture it's like those like all of those things are simply tools that i've used throughout the years to help overcome those feelings of frustration and it helps mitigate it's just so it's like a combination like several different like mitigation strategies that i've used over the years since i was 15 16 that have helped you know and like like you said everyone has like you can't be a melee player without having a little bit of fuck you energy a little bit of like i want to you know i want to prove that i can you know beat you not only by playing the best of my ability, but also bending my will onto you. Um, and I think that's totally present. Like, ego itself is... you. It's impossible to eliminate ego. What matters is your how you attach yourself to your to your identity. And if it's if it's too much, if you have too much of that fuck you energy, then the lows are going to be really low, the highs are going to be high, and, you know, you might plateau, or you might not be as consistent as other players who are, you know, a lot more understanding of their of their um flaws or shortcomings mentally i couldn't agree more it it always comes up with my own relationship with the game it's always difficult to make melee the thing i'm most proud of um one because it's like you know i'm a i'm a mid-level i'm like a local pr player and there's a lot to be proud of there and and Mm -hmm. i'm not diminishing that because that is an achievement um but there's always a tricky balance with, um, you know, kind of stacking yourself up against people. Comparing is is definitely the a, a difficult um, thing to maneuver successfully. You should you should really be avoiding like I'm better than this person and and being too focused on that. But mm-hmm. you know, there's also a bit of a uh, of a pendulum swing that could really fuck you up where. If you are not believing in yourself, if you don't have the, don't grant yourself the the will to win. I think that's a a, a scar coined term. Um, mm-hmm. Everything's a scar to- coined term. But mm-hmm. the, you need to have both. You need to be confident in yourself, but you can't let it, you know, take over your entire motivation. Right? Like, mm-hmm. do you do you think this is something you've had to deal with since becoming a, a literal? world champion like you you've been to the top and this has got to be something that's recently in your mind since then yeah and that has been one of those things like i said that has been hard to uh adjust to the pressure and the expectations of oh so he's just gonna be doing this all the time right Mm. and oh wait no he's actually like you know just getting top eights he's dropping sets to, to 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 players um 
Yeah, totally. There's totally some some new added pressure of like, you know, after proving that I can win a super major, um, just seeing if I can hold myself up against the rest of the field and main and maintain that that um, level of play. And that's been a whole other journey throughout the year. And I think I think the the lows of this year and the slumps that I had have you know I would I would definitely say that it's been affecting me at least a little bit mentally. You know, it's been very you know. There's been some dark times throughout the year where I, you know, was start, starting to believe in those, believe in my doubts, starting to be like, maybe, maybe I don't like this. Maybe, like, if I truly love this game, I would pull myself out of these thoughts. I would, if I truly wanted to do this, or if I truly wanted to be a melee player, um, I wouldn't have to worry about, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't entertain these kind of negative thoughts. But I think as of late, since I've had the, a little slumpish period and the highs. I think I'm starting to fully understand um, myself in in my in my lightest light and my darkest shadows. Um, and that's kind of why I love melees because I've I've learned so much about myself as a person. And yeah, I would say that part of my journey this year has been to um, uh, find strategies to avoid those thoughts or to avoid interacting with you know, neg- negative energy and focus on the positives that are coming my way. Do you do you want to share any of these strategies or, or kind of dig into what that um what it what it takes to kind of or not what it takes because I, I don't I don't want you to have the responsibility of telling everyone how to get out of their their lowest points, mm-hmm. right? But but what did you do to kind of start that transition or to just make yourself feel better in any capacity? What what does that look like to you? Um, I tried to detach myself from public opinion or the majority consensus on what's been happening with me in particular. Um, you know, some people are like, oh, Jamie Quash, question mark. Everyone says that, you know, anyone, any player that loses a set, people are, people are typing on Twitter or Twitch, Reddit, whatever. I don't, I don't use Reddit personally. Actually, I always read it like, what's, what's the thing, uh, I use... Well, like when you really want to find someone out, you type in blah blah blah, and then search Reddit at the end and go go to Google. That's yeah. But yeah, people on Reddit, Twitch chat, you know, people people come to conclusions fairly fast, and I think that's simply because we're starved of a narrative. And I think that the second we have, you know, you know, two sets of data or three sets that kind of suggest a. Uh, suggests a narrative then i feel like a lot of people are you know i think twitter as a as a space is very reactionary um and i can't i I don't know how reddit uh varies from that but um i would say that overall i've been trying to detach myself from from that and focus on what's actually been going on with myself and it's also just not healthy i believe uh i mean i was talking to zane about this like early in, in the early on in the year after uh collision and I was asking him how, um, like, how do you maintain yourself as a top player in a positive way despite getting, um, you know, negative feedback? And something that he told me was that it's, uh, it's impossible. Like the thing about the thing about melee compared to like league, where everyone's like, you'll find hate comments any, anywhere. People will send you nasty things. Uh, he said the thing about melee is that it's so grassroots that it's pretty much impossible to avoid negative, like. You're always going to be susceptible to receiving positive and negative feedback because of how grassroots it is, you know, especially if you actively search for it. So um, after he told me that, I started to realize that, okay, well, you know, there's no like there. I don't have to prove to every single person in the melee scene that I'm I'm capable like there's going to be there's going to be haters there's going to be people that you know are ride or die stand by me and then there's people that no matter what I do they just like for for some fundamental reason they just do not like me as a person as a player and like you know fuck that I don't want to I don't want to like I think that takes up way too much mental space and stress to you know try and win people over like that and I don't think that's I don't think it's what I should be doing I don't think it's necessarily healthy so um, and it's also kind of why I've been, you know, on stream, I've been a lot more open. I've been, you know, trying to show people that I'm not just like the health posture guy, but it's like, you know, I can get down. Like I'm, I'm a bit like, you know, at tournaments, people are like, yo, J Mook, like, you want to hit this blunt? I'm like, 
Like, dude, I'm a melee player, goddamn. Yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Like, like, who do you think I am? You think I'm just some stale piece of white bread? Like, yeah, let me take a hit. You know, right. let me take that hit. So, uh, I think as of late, I'm starting to open up a little bit more and understand that, like, no matter what I do, there's always going to be people that dislike me. And yeah, I'm I'm just trying to be unapologetically myself. And the people who have supported me since the beginning, they'll stick around. And you know, the haters they can they can spend their time being negative, and we'll see if that uh you know we'll see how that works out for them. Right. Yeah. It's it's finding your your voice and finding your power a bit where, you know, you you can control your own narrative way stronger than any individual comment on Reddit. You know, it's like if 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 you're kind of just playing the game the way you used to, where you would play the homies, you would, uh, you know, watch sets and, and learn from other sheiks and, and just improve your game and do your thing, then uh, combine that with actively seeking other people's opinions then you're just going to be completely like uh, at the the will of other people right just beholden to their opinions and and i think um i think it's a great lesson to learn and probably one that it was inevitable like that is some shit that just how else are you supposed to figure that out than just like being thrown to the wolves you're a top player now everyone's talking about you everyone wants a piece of you everyone has an opinion yeah. what you do and who you are and now it's like navigate this and it, it's really cool to see that the way out is through that it's sort of like just taking it head on and be like no nope, i'm here like i'm gonna do my thing and i'm probably definitely gonna win again you know it's it's hard as fuck to just choose when you're gonna win but I, you did it back to back so like you yeah you could do it it's, it's much in me at any you point. know of course it is yeah, and, it's in and, it's in anyone who cares about the game enough. And and so where my brain goes and as a as a a viewer more than a friend is just like yeah, what is what is the kind of long-term like JMOOC experience look like? I I love your stream. I think uh it's it's like 80% your your music to be honest. I think <laughs> uh I think having good music on your stream is is what makes or breaks. Or um, yeah. I don't know. Mag Magi is one of my favorite players, but those those Twitch alerts kind of you know I can't yeah. really do it. I mean, to each to each his own. It's yeah. Course. It's definitely it's definitely a, a viable strat. You know, it doesn't doesn't really uh, say much about about her. But I think it's really cool seeing you kind of um, as you get more comfortable streaming, as you make the commitment to move to, to California kind of diving headfirst into the melee career it still feels like you are exploring and kind of experimenting and figuring out like what the hell you even want to do like yeah what what does the first like three to six months look like as uh or not first i should say the next like what does 2024 look like for your career and where's it going it's only going up baby Okay, that can't be the only answer. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next question. No, no, dude. Honestly, like I said, it's a, it's a new chapter. I'm li I'm gonna be on my own. Be out in LA. I'm be West Coast. I'm be left to my own devices. Um, I really, really need this to happen to me. It's I've been I've been pushing it back for a while because you know LA is expensive. I've been trying to save up money. I wanted to be sure that once I move, I'm exactly where I need to be mentally, physically um on top of my shit um so yeah this next like three to six months you know going to next year is kind of my uh i guess growth into becoming you know I, i'm still i'm still a boy at heart you know i'm living at home you know I, i'm very very lucky to have you know to be able to live here and you know do what i do um as a profession but you know i'm looking to become like i think this melee experience as a professional player traveling around discovering myself has kind of been my journey becoming a man. I mean, just, you know, being able to be responsible for my, you know, for all of my conflicts and problems and learning how to problem solve on my own. And I think that it's going to, I'm going to find a lot of power in that. And I think there's only, only, there's only good things to come from that when you start having inner confidence and, you know, whatever life throws at you, because I know it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows out there. You know, shit's going to happen. 
but I hope that when it does, um, I'm going to step up. Hell yeah, that is the fucking attitude I want to hear, man. And that's, you know, I, I like that that's the reason you are pushing it back, because it's the move. Like, literally, it's the move. You are moving out. That is the move. And it is not something to just do flippantly, like, oh, yeah, I'm with the sponsor. Like, let's just do it. Like, they'll take care of everything. It's sort of like, yeah. no, you're you're taking full ownership of it, and you're saying, like, Nah, it wasn't quite the time. Like I said, it was the time. I take it back. Not, not quite it. Um, I think there is a lot of of power in that, and I, I, I'm hearing it from you. I know what it's like when you are not sure about something. I've I've heard you speak about enough career moves to know like the difference between something you're iffy about and something you're you're a little more shaky on. So, mm-hmm. I, I I just love hearing you talk about this, and um, you know, this might not be the best place to announce something you have a project or anything like that i'd be happy if you did i break some news but i understand you're beholden to sponsors so so we could breeze past that come on um, the pod right go on yeah so um to our our lovely wannabe viewers Hedorn and i are going to be starting a monthly podcast starting uh very soon we are currently in the works of uh filming one uh this next weekend i'm not sure when this will be released but yeah expect a monthly rendition it'll be uploaded to my channel and honestly i also think this is exactly what i need to because you know people want to know like what i fucking think about the game like i'm very i don't really you know compare myself to like other sheiks like spark you know spark's incredible with his metify his guides his coaching he's very his, he can digest and break down things into words, put chic and melee into words. That's very understandable for players of all levels. I've personally struggled with that, and I think that's because I've simply just haven't tried it yet, you know? And I think this podcast will be a space for me to actually figure out what I actually, how I actually feel about things, how I feel about topics, maybe melee-related, but not even melee-related, just, just whatever. Finding my voice through Kadoran, who I've, you know, I've been... We've been traveling around together, and you know I've gotten to know him. He's a lovely person. Um, I do I enjoy having him by my side as a co-competitor, and hopefully he'll also spark that because you know he knows he's very, um, you know he knows how he feels. He's very he he knows how to he's very he knows how to you know say what he wants, how he feels. He's very direct, and I think that that'll help me um, become that as well. It's a pretty killer combo. I'm curious how this all unfolds. Uh, just as someone that obviously has done a podcast with um, mm-hmm. with someone else and has talked about it, like you guys being both, I both top ten players, um, it is invaluable to just have someone else who gets it, man. Like it is, it is essential. You mentioned talking to Zane, who helped you understand or, or helped you kind of. Um, look at some of these issues you're having as an as a newly fledged top player and and it's it's only so much you can get out of like self-talk or general philosophy about life like there's there's a lot you can gain out of you know just being a better human and stuff but like we are in this very specific world with very specific problems and mm-hmm. i i really encourage you to the as much as i can to keep on just saying what's on your mind just sharing exactly what you're going through and Mm -hmm. not not trying to like fill a content void of like what what do the people want the people don't know what they want they just want more melee yeah you you are like you the two of you are 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 very unique voices and and players and just brains that you, you put it together it's gonna be in i i've not been more excited about another podcast ever in in you know hearing something be announced you told me this like an hour ago and i'm yeah absolutely amped to just hear you guys shoot the shit and mm-hmm. and talk about what what you're going through um uh, although I appreciate, I appreciate that, maybe you guys are just gonna do bracket reviews i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah who, who knows what we'll talk about if it's a uh... You know, I mean, I'm down to just chop it up with him. We'll we'll definitely be talking about, you know, some melee hot topics, you know. We'll definitely be, 
you know, having some discussions, but also, you know, it's, it's our podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's all, uh, open season. Yeah. Well, not, not to bring down the mood a little bit. Um, I'm, I, I would be remiss not to mention the, the recent news about, um, Golden Guardians melee and, um, of course. and, and radio melee and all the projects that they had going on kind of moving away. It's, it's, definitely another body blow mm-hmm. of a year to the scene and i i can imagine that there's got to be some sort of process you have of like you have your career it's at a height like you are you know you're a top player jmove you are doing incredibly well but melee is taking these hits like from nintendo Mm-hmm. Um, from PG and now Golden Guardians, and I'm sure I'm missing four other things. Um, like, where where do you kind of put all this into perspective as you are making a move out to California, cementing a a career in melee and mm-hmm. and trying to like get your feet on the ground? I gotta say, it's it's scary, man. It's scary. Um, like I said, I don't want to give in to the potential the doubts of you know do i have a year left do i have is it two years three years i mean there is no such thing as job security in esports i will say that and as we see with golden guardians that's you know i think that's a prime example of that where we really don't know how long things are going to last but i will say the common theme throughout melee's history is that we've had so many instances of is this it? Is this is this the last one? I mean, look at Rom Rom One Revival of Melee. Revive <laughs> like let's revive Melee again. It's dying. Let's come together one last time just to duke it out. And uh, yeah, that was in like what 2000, 2010? Yeah, two thousand ten or so, I believe. Um, and we're here thirteen years later, and that was for some people. They're like brawls out. Melee's dying. Um, granted. You know, that was a t- completely different era, and that was not nowhere near the level of esports that it is today. Um, these blows that you're talking about are unfortunate, and it sucks that, uh, you know, this year, like, yeah, like, you know, the tournaments, the, like, melee, the game itself, the competitive, you know, the overall players versus players has been great, but everything else on the side has been suggesting that we're on a, little, a small decline. Um, my only thing is that we should just ride out the rest of the year, focus on the things that we do have, take advantage of every single person who has stuck with us, the TOs, the people who are bending over backwards, you know, the volunteers, the the staff who are still have CRTs in their garage or, you know, still have streaming equipment that they're bringing out of the goodness of their own heart because they, they love the game enough to sacrifice being a competitor and they just want to be a little... You know, like a me- like a melee shepherd almost to just you know lend themselves to you know to a cause that uh you know that is the melee community. So I'd say that we'll wait and see. Um, it does suck that obviously Golden Guardians has been a huge source of content and they've touched so many people. I mean, with with you know with PP, Tof, Nun, Zane, Amsa, you know they've they really you know. I, I want to thank them personally for everything that they've that they try to do and we're going to do for the scene. And uh, hopefully, starting next year, things will start picking up again. I believe that this year has been kind of, you know, we've been having blow after blow, bad news after bad news. But honestly, I'm just let's just ride out the year and see how 2024 changes because it very well could just be another romp one situation where something big happens and suddenly we're back and suddenly orgs want to get back into it. So I'm trying to look at it more in a positive way while understanding that, no, this could die at any possible second, but I really don't want to waste a single day of, uh, you know, being in the position that I'm in, you know, which I definitely did. I definitely did waste a lot of opportunities this year. And I want to make sure that next year I, I will not let that happen. That's some some pretty um, 
I don't know if uh, I don't know how I would judge it, but that's that's pretty uh, mature of you to, to say something like that. Um, I don't think that's entire, entirely uh, fair to say you wasted the opportunity. I think there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of expectations put on top players. Um, and, and where my brain went was um, about personal responsibility and a part and a bit of okay, we're we're starting to see the kind of walls closing in again. Not for the first time, but this just we're we're contracting. There's a, res, a, a sort of melee recession. Melee recession, yeah, it totally and, is. And that's okay. Like like <clears throat> any economy that happens, right? So mm-hmm. we kind of have to look to ourselves as what can we contribute? And I think I think that could be a really difficult conversation. I I, I think that um Time and time again, people in different facets of the community, I'm thinking of TOs, um, I'm thinking of uh, mid to low level or low attention uh, content creators, people just starting their YouTube channels or, or what have you, mm-hmm. um, and um, people who are, who are gunning for top players. Like The first name that comes to mind is Ossify, an incredible player, definitely mm-hmm. on the rise, but where you know how, how do you sustain a, a lifestyle how do you how do you support yourself financially as you are making this attempt to be the best player and so from your perspective i know that you you have your own journey and you mentioned that you were kind of um unexpectedly thrown into being a top player with your second place at genesis 8 mm-hmm. but where does personal responsibility start and and what are the limits of it in your opinion the personal responsibility of like, like being, being a top player for the for the sake of the for melee's lifespan. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. So specifically, like, what responsibilities to do top players have um, in keeping the scene afloat and keeping themselves afloat? Um, I think it's just giving people something to watch, giving people something to watch, giving people a reason to watch and play the game you know um covid and slippy like we've we've been through that era now we're kind of like no we're out of that era now and 2022 was the was the first of that and then 2023 has kind of been the the the, like the the signs of a recession but who knows how long this will last um it could be you know things could also plummet next year or it could spark right back up you know just like in 2013 after the doc and evo um so yeah i believe as of late you know my personal responsibility i feel that i've been more you know i'm starting to understand like what the game needs and it's kind of why i started getting back into streaming because you know like it was kind of hard to be a fan of me if I just like wasn't I wasn't interacting, wasn't engaging as much. And I think that as long as there's a space for people to watch the game that they love and play the game that they love, I think melee is fine, even if there are no sponsors that wanna, you know, keep us afloat. I think the game by itself is fine because the game is so addicting. Like playing me- like there's n- I haven't had a like the feeling of playing really good melee. Is something that I've never been able to replicate, replicate in anything, even in music, even in anything performative. Um, the game is just, it's too fun, man. The game is so yeah, fun. It's, it's fun. It, it brings people together. I've met all my friends through it. Sorry to go on a tangent about it, but it's the truth. And I think it's kind of why we've stuck so long, despite all these small recessions and blows to the scene. Um, so um yeah as a top player i think that's our job to keep the keep the game live keep the game on like live on air uh whether through playing or supporting it also being a voice um it's also kind of why i'm doing the podcast because i think that's also healthy for people to have a space you know to discuss and for top players to talk with each other about the the current status of the of the scene of the community um yeah but yeah, I mean, I, it's it's you know it's it's funny that I'm saying this now because I was the guy I was like why like people were like bro why isn't Jay streaming like where has he been is he like like is, did he die like what's up um so it's kind of hypocritical hypocritical for me to say like oh we should be streaming we should be up there you know when I'm just recently like starting to find my footing again but I do like I I do still agree with that I, I think that where it's it's our job to 
Um, used position, like we're sponsored. Not many people are sponsored. That's a privilege in in of itself. So, um, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, it's tough out here, though. So again, give yourself a little uh, a break. Give yourself a, a a bit of a a pass for um <laughs> for that period. That shit's that shit's tough. Of course. <sighs> yeah, dude. So, Maley at large, we talked about. We talked about your early career. We talked about your current career. I mean, we kind of covered it all. I I do have some other questions here about like flow state, about what books you've read, about pride, and and what it takes to to play well. I I kind of want to just hear like if you could just take a moment, think about the last couple weeks, think about how you've been like what 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 themes you've been coming back to yourself like what have you been struggling with this could be a life thing this could be with moving this could be with melee like what's on your mind that's that you don't have answered that you can't be sure about yet that you're still untangling what what's going on hmm i guess the the recent struggle which i've been improving on as of late has been like can I sustain myself? You know, I'm moving out. I'm gonna be on my own. I want to make sure that I'm as self-sufficient as possible when that does happen. And so, part of that has been establishing routines—the same routines I've always had—with you know, you know, the posture, the bed, like, like, blah, 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 all that. You know, I've been working out again. I've been taking better care of myself. Got on a good sleep schedule. And I think the theme of why I'm like coming back is like. I really, as selfish as this sound, I really, well, it's not selfish, but I believe everyone has to put themselves first, especially their health, mm. because, you know, in my low state, when I'm just, you know, when, when literally getting out of bed was winning the day over the summer, um, you know, I was in a very dark place, the probably the lowest I've ever been in my life, um, and kind of just putting my health as a priority, and... All I know is that when I'm healthy, when I'm taking good care of myself, I can do, I can, uh, there, there's nothing that is stopping me. Not even in a winning in a video game kind of way, but just like, like winning for other people, being, being someone that's actually like improving their surroundings and making, making meaning out of things that like, that, that should be meaningful. Um, so yeah, I think as of late, I've been getting back in my routines. I'm working out, I'm meditating, I'm reading, I'm journaling, focusing. Um, my diet's been better. I've been sleeping so well. Normally it takes hours for me to fall asleep, but now I go to bed, I take a hot shower, and I'm out like a light, which is such a huge blessing. Um, to just, you know, just to be healthy and just and just feel good about yourself. Because if you feel good about yourself, you're, there's nothing holding you back from... Um, you know, changing things around you. I, I I love to hear it. I I'm ready to end on that, but then you know what? I, I there's one more thing, man. What's one more thing? We got to talk about France. Oh, France! We got to we got to talk about the oh. set with Moki, the controller. Ah, I, oh, thought thought I thought you had me. Thought I was gonna be uh, thought I was gonna sneak away I, and be like, I thanks for the pod. Thanks, no. appreciate you, JD. I don't right, know. So, Look, I, I don't yeah, know what's fucking, been said. Yeah, let's go, go for it. it. Yeah, go. pick pick my brain or or my nose, whatever. You I want. mean, what do you what are you ready to talk about? <laughs> look, look, look. I I haven't been. I <laughs> I did record the the Discord's live reaction to it. Um. So, oh really? Yeah. I, oh. I, I didn't like, know. Anything, like, I didn't know shit was gonna go down like that. I I just started from the beginning of the set. You recorded the the just like the you audio. Recorded... Oh. Just the, okay the audio of us just like watching and yeah. uh we uh we were like dude i think moki should win <laughs> like not gonna lie we we were kind of on moki's side uh, there's a bit of time we're yeah. still your boy we're not against you but like that is a tough spot to be in for him of course and yo i i agree with all of you on that it definitely that should have been 3-1 losers finals ggs for sure um but that being said, I totally understand the hesitation because the TOs are just, you know, throughout the whole weekend, there were so many setbacks, you know, the venue that like two days before the, the, the main venue, the, the owners were essentially saying, hey, you can't host the tournament in this room. You have to do it in like these separate rooms. And that was a huge, you know, that was such a 
huge blow, huge inconvenience for them. So they pulled it together and they were like, they were apologizing to us all weekend. But we were like Cody and I, all the top players, we were just saying like, hey, we're just so grateful to be here, to be in France, to to travel and you know and play this game. Like we're just thankful that you guys were able to make you know to make do with what you had, which is kind of like your like European melee in a nutshell. Like they get they get what two events a year. You know, they get they get fits and they they get a uh, Arkham melee, and you know when they show up, they show up. So it's like, you know, I so I, out of respect for that, like I'm just so appreciative for them to like have us there. That, you know, um, it sucks when they have to when when they have to make tough decisions decisions because I'm I was, you know, I'm I've been I've made connections with the EU scene. I've you know I've I've gotten to know them. Uh, pretty well. I'm pretty close with a lot of them, uh, as as friends, as people, and I I under I totally understand why they were uh, hesitant to kind of uh, put down the hammer and say no, you um you have to forfeit the game. Um, but first off, I want to say shoutouts to Moki because Moki is an absolute sweetheart for that. He totally did not have to wait, bro. I sprinted. I haven't. <laughs> I think I actually that. That set was kind of why I, I started running again because, bro, <laughs> I sprinted. My okay, so my hotel was like it was like a four, four or five minute walk. But, bro, I was sprinting, I was sprinting in fucking jeans and boots. I was gassed when I got there. I was sweating. I was I was wiping I was wiping my forehead in between down throws and wiping my no wiping my hands in between down throws because I was sweating so bad. But like, dude. Moki's a saint for that, and clearly, like I feel, I feel terrible for him because it's it's a lose lose situation. It's like, okay, do I let him get his spare, come back and play on a you know a spare controller with the crowd who's you know and like I was you know they definitely were rooting for me over him, but I was also because I mean you know Moki's like I was I was friends with a lot of them, you know I got to know them throughout the weekend. We hung out, we you know. They just simply just wanted to see me do well, and they were, you know, supporting that. But it was a lose lose for him because it's like either I let him back, and he, and then have them cheer for me because I'm, you know, on a spare, sweating my ass off, or do I, do I put my foot down and say and play it by the rules and say no, you have to forfeit and look like the asshole. And personally, I don't think, you know, I I tweeted about this, but that decision should not be up to the players. It could, it's definitely up to the tos. I don't think any other sport would. Um, allow such a thing to happen, um, in my opinion. Maybe there are excep- exceptions, but um, yeah. So he was put in a lose-lose situation. Unfortunately, you know, I, you know, I, and and with all due respect to him, like on my end, I was like, you know, I showed up and I didn't care if it like I didn't care that it was like you know a European like you know like a small like super regional slash major like. I wanted to win. Like I took that very seriously, and I was kind. Of, I was, you know, I was super bummed because I wanted to show up and I wanted to compete. And once again, I show up to Europe, and in the heat of the moment, my controller just somehow it melted. Like, and I swear to God, my controller is my my that fob, which I I have never I have not touched since flying back. I'm using an OEM for Spark from Spark. Shouts to Spark. Highly recommend him and his OEMs. Feels great, but. The two times my controller has broken has been in Grand Finals of FET and Losers Finals of Archimelia. Both top three bracket matches. So I would say on average I don't have super bad luck, but I'd say that's kind of that's some shitty luck, right? To just have it it could have gone out in friendlies, it could have malfunctioned like during hand warmers, but to like for that to happen in grand finals, like to have in top three of two different big events, that was kind of my um, that was kind of the last straw. Where I was like, okay, I, I, I just don't want to mess around with this. And me, per- like, and personally, I mean, Zane agrees too. Like, I don't think she can Marth needs. Like, I don't think we need fobs, dude. I think we're fine with OEMs. Like so far, like I was playing on the spare. Um, granted, I was not warmed up on it at all. But as I was playing, I was like, holy shit, this controller just feels better. Like, I just, I feel like I can do what I want on this controller. So, um. Yeah, with the whole rule set thing, me personally, I think there should be, I don't know if there's anything set in stone, but, and like I said, I've already tweeted about this, but I believe that if a controller malfunctions, the game either, so it can be, I mean, I leave this up to the people who, you know, come together to, you know, 
make rule sets, but um, when, if a controller malfunctions, you either forfeit the game or you replay the game with like you lose the stock, like you forfeit the stock. Because realistically, a controller malfunction only affects um, one stock of a match, unless it's like unless you unless it takes you know ten 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 or so mon- so minutes like it did for me at Archimele. Um So yeah, if a controller malfunctions, you forfeit the game or a stock into the next one. If you and you need to have a spare. If you don't have a spare, you need to have one within five minutes. Or it's a, you know, it's a, your, your bye bye. Um, in my personal opinion, um, I know it's kind of a flexible, vague aspect of the rule, but I think that's pretty reasonable. I would say that five minutes is like a nice, it's a solid amount of time for if you like have your spare, it's like in, in your bag somewhere. Um, obviously, it's not enough time to go back to your hotel room and sprint. Um, but I do think that. We need some sort of rule and set so that it's not so that Moki or or anyone has to, you know, be in a lose lose position like that. Oh, this was the easiest podcast of my life, man. This was this was the easiest gotcha. podcast I've ever gotcha, done. Got you, homie. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, you are you are ready to host your own for sure. Uh, yeah, dude, I I got nothing else. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about let's talk about you, Mister. I mean, for those who don't know, um, I don't know if you guys knew, but this guy's pretty funny. Okay, man. <laughs> okay, I don't this know where you're going with it. I mean, hey, if you want to have me on your podcast, I think there's a there's one that's. Well, a, I mean, we got some slots. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you do. You put me in between Zane and Cody. I'm sure. Yeah. Will be a will be a hot topic. You'll get hundreds yeah. of views. Um, yeah. I, look, I have plenty of time on my own pod to talk about myself. Th- that's not. That's not for your time. Uh, I do want to ask anything we left out, anything you want to kind of say to the people that are listening or to your fans or just li- leave us off. Well, what do you got on your mind? Uh, to those who are listening right now and made it towards the end. Yo, thank you. Like, th- thanks for listening to, to me, to, to us talking about melee in my journey <laughs> oh my voice is fucking cracking you can leave that in you can leave that <laughs> yep, in yep. yep leave it in mm-hmm. honestly man i don't have i think we covered exactly what i wanted to talk about and i appreciate you um taking time to make this uh you know a podcast where we're covering all the bases and so yeah thank you to all the listeners from the wannabes i appreciate you all tuning in um Shouts to my fans. Thank you all for sticking with me. Shouts to FlyQuest, my friends, my family. Um, love you all. I hope to uh, only up from here, man. I mean, I think I'm finally. This is the fir- first time I believe since June, where I or yeah, I think June, where I'm actually I actually feel like I'm taking a step in a better direction. So um, I thank you guys for being patient with me, and hopefully uh, after this podcast, it'll start up another one and hope to get back hope to get back uh, in full force hell yeah brother well i'll see you in discord and yeah are you, are you, trying, are you trying to keep playing what do you, what do you have to do <laughs> we'll, we'll talk man let's, let's, let's talk. end this let's end this <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. later